Welcome to the Young Christian Business Guy video podcast powered by CBMC. The show for young Christian business guys about young Christian business guys. We talk sports, we talk business, but most importantly, we talk about Jesus. Today is March 25th, 2021. I am John Harrison, your host, and as a community, we are unapologetically Christian, unapologetically business guys, and unapologetically open and vulnerable about our lives the challenges that we face in the faith and the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. We believe in spiritual mentorship, a.k.a. discipleship, learning what it means to follow Jesus and what it looks like to follow Jesus from another man. And we believe in the power of peer groups, surrounding yourself with others who are growing in their faith and can help you grow into the man that God designed you to be. So here we are today, March 25th. Man, I can't believe it's already that far into the year. This guy that I have on the show today, he's had a lot of changes in his life recently, but he has been an encouragement to me. Um, we met probably three, four years ago, and I cannot wait for you to hear his story, not only on the professional side, but also on the spiritual side. So without further ado, welcome to the Young Christian Business Guy, Mr. Paul Leverington. Paul, welcome, buddy. Hey, welcome, John. Thanks for having me on here. This yeah, thanks great. for welcoming me. I appreciate that. It makes me feel comforted. And uh, <laughs> man, how are you? I am. I am doing okay. I'm doing, doing okay. It. Yeah, I've had a lot of a lot of transition the last seven eight months of my life, and uh, but I'm doing. So I would say I'm doing okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, change is always difficult. Even yeah, if, it even is. if it's even if it's our own idea, yeah, it's incredibly challenging. So, yeah. Paul, tell us about yourself. Well, yeah, where where should I start? I guess I could start with my family. So I'm I'm 40 years old, so I'm getting old, and uh, <laughs> I thought I was young until you hit until you hit 40, and then it's like you are getting old. So, but. I, yeah, 40 years old. I'm from Minnesota originally and uh, I've lived in North Dakota the last 20 years of my life. Just moved back to Minnesota last summer. So I, I live in the Wilmer, Minnesota area, which is about an hour and a half west of Minneapolis. And um, I've been a believer for about uh, 14 years. So I had a I had a very radical uh, change in my life uh, uh, where I was really a, a person that was after really the world. The world just had a hold of me and God got a hold of my heart through uh, through many, many different ways. But the Lord eventually, he wanted to get a hold of me uh, for some reason and I had people praying for me. And uh, so yeah, he he did, and ever since then, it has been Lord. Um, I want to do what you want me to do with uh, with my life, and I'm arms wide open. And uh, and so, yeah, married. Got I got married ev eventually, and uh, to an awesome wife, Nicole. We have four kids, and uh, so that's kind of that's kind of more on the personal side for me. So. Man, Minnesota to North Dakota, back to Minnesota. Yeah. 
the far <laughs> the far north they call it up there yeah and we'll praise the lord for the radical change in your life it sounds like that happened at 26 years old and um, praise the lord for your marriage and your your family your children and mm-hmm. we talk about transition so what's going on on the professional side of things what's your career looked like yeah so at 20 so i've always been a very driven guy i'm i'm the youngest of four and we all four of us siblings were very driven people and that's good and bad and uh but yeah at uh so at, i'm i'm an agricultural guy at uh for the my whole career has been in in the agricultural uh sector and uh at 29 years old i became a ceo and uh so that was about 11 years ago of a of a company that had over uh 40 employees and did business in 42 states and four countries. And that uh, was a major, major challenge for me in my young life, a lot of learning. And uh, yeah, looking back a lot of of growth, uh, spiritually, professionally, uh, in the business world, and then and then to where today is, I'm no longer no longer in that company. I was also an owner, a partner in it. And uh, and today we've moved out of that uh, that business. We've transitioned away from, and we are now leading uh, a new a new company that's uh, called Qualitech Environmental. That's uh, just a hour and a half, uh, yeah, west of, west of Minneapolis. So, man. 29-year-old CEO. Some might call you a wonderkin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty rare for a 29-year-old uh, to be in that position. And uh, looking back at it now, it was really character. Uh, I think the, the partners that wanted me to be in that spot were looking at my character and needed somebody of integrity in this leadership role. Our, our company had a, a tremendous amount of uh, turnover, but uh, really challenging things that were happening in the, in the business. And any board member or leader, they are, they're looking for men and women of, of high character. And uh, that's, that's number one. And uh, so, yeah. Man. I think back to maybe everything you've learned in your last 11 years, and you were maybe put in a position of influence, possibly before you maybe even felt you were ready. I'm not sure when you look back to that age, but um, as you look back on that time and you look back at, okay, this I'm coming in as a CEO at 29, the company's got turnover. They're, they're asking me to lead this thing. Um, what, what resources did you turn to, to, to learn? <laughs> Yeah, that's a great question. Well, I, you know, first off, starting your day in God's in God's Word and uh, prayer was the first resource. And there were days I'd have to spend a lot of time in prayer or God's Word to really get my mind uh, right with the Lord before I'd start my day, uh, because the 
the, the cares of the world, the things of the world, the things that I had coming at me. Uh, if you carry all of those, those things, it's just overwhelming. And so I, and I did, I daily was carrying them and I had to daily figure out how do I surrender these things over to the, to the Lord. So I'd say, you know, really developing my spiritual muscles and how I can manage my, my day to day. And then I had, I had a couple key mentors that were godly men in the business arena that really influenced me and um, would listen to me and pray for me and uh, really help just really walk along next to me, coach me and uh, share things with me that I would, uh, different perspectives that I would have never, never thought of and especially spiritual ones. Um, yeah, so I can I can remember some people that wronged me the wrong way, uh, business relationships, uh, people, other other supposed uh, believers, and things like that. And some of these mentors saying, "And we get we got to just stop and pray for them right now, or we got to be in prayer for them." And uh, here I'm thinking, well, what about me? <laughs> what about what about the situation I'm in? And so some of those some of those talks really uh really helped helped me early on mm. yeah you, you bring up this idea of almost like not praying for your enemies but praying for the people that have caused confrontation or have wronged you and yeah. oh man that's a hard thing to do that is a hard thing to do um you you talked about starting your day in god's word and you talked about the cares of this world. I think you were referencing probably the third soil in the parable of the four soils in Matthew. I think it's Matthew 13 when he talks about in the third soil, he talks about your, your seed will be growing. Your, basically, your, your relationship with Christ will be growing, but your fruitfulness will be choked out by the desires of, of this world, uh, mm -hmm. the, the cares of this world, the desire for other things, um, and the deceitfulness of wealth. And I think that's a yeah. great point that you referenced there. So you had, um, yeah, I, the, go ahead. The, the cares of the, you know, one of the biggest challenges I face, and I, I think all business leaders face uh, as, as believers, we come into our business and um, you're, you're running a business. You need to make, you need to make revenue. You have to make a profit. Um, if it's a ministry, it's got to be sustainable, and uh, you have you have to keep this engine going. And it's easy to uh, take off your Christian hat and be so focused on on the business and not see the Lord working in you uh, through the people that you're working with. And and so, really, the the cares of this world it, it kind of I mean, for me, it's 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 daily. It's trying to choke out, just like it says, the what God has planned for you and for your daily walk. So, yeah. Mm. So, Paul, can you talk a lot of guys across the country that listen to this show? And, and it's definitely been a struggle of mine. And I don't think it's it's age specific. I think it's maybe a, a struggle that a lot of guys deal with. It's just like the pursuit of money. If I only make more money. If I could just get that next level of income, 
have you struggled with that? And if so, what's that looked like for you? And how have you maybe veered away from that? Yeah. Boy, that's a great question. I think that's something um, I still struggle with. <clears throat> I think I think a lot of people do, even, even friends that I have that have more money than they know what to do with uh, struggle, I think, with that. And yeah, I think getting right with the Lord, um, you know, being blessed, have, having having wealth or creating money is is not a bad thing. But if it has a hold of your heart and or the things that you're wanting to to buy, if that stuff becomes more important than your walk with the Lord, well, then it is it is a problem. So I think you have to, as believers, we really have to analyze our hearts and say, Okay, you know, is this the right way? Um, am I doing this for for the Lord, or am I doing this all for myself? And uh, it's not wrong to to make money. It's not wrong to wanna to wanna earn more money and, and do better. That's 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 great. And uh, but if that's if that's really consuming you or the most important thing, and you're not considering what the Lord uh, has in store through your walk or through your through your day or through your your business life and uh, how you're impacting that business or employees, then you may need to to rethink rethink that a little bit. Mm. Mm. That's yeah. It's it's not inherently a bad thing, but you know Jesus's words: "You cannot serve both God and money." And I think when it has a hold of your heart, you said that very well. Uh, Paul, switching gears a little bit, as it sounds like you had a radical encounter with with the Lord, a radical change in your life at age 26, and you started walking with the Lord and, and repented and turned your your life over to Him, made made Jesus Lord of your life. Um, as you found yourself in a CEO role, really that other than your board, the buck stopped with you, and you were the highest point of influence in the company. Looking back, and then also in the past 10, 11 years, what have been some ways that you have lived out your faith at work or raised that Christian flag when appropriate, if you will? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think right away, uh, I would say as as leaders, whether you're a CEO or a manager or even if it's a small business, uh, being an ambassador of, of God amongst the people God has you with each day, because every day you're with, you're with employees, but you're also with different people in the, in the work world and never forgetting how the Lord wants to use you in those situations. And I would say that the first couple that come to mind are being a voice of truth uh, to all to all people that you're working with and then a voice of just a calm voice a voice of calm um so many i can i mean there's countless times where you have people that come to you and they're they are overwhelmed and uh that has never changed over the past 14 years of my walk uh people have come overwhelmed and uh and that could be employees and it could be it could be uh, partners you're working with or suppliers or, or other people your business is working with. And um, so being a voice of truth, a, a voice of calm in their lives, uh, 
And when you when you can be that person, I have found that that's when your listening skills need to ramp up because people tend to want to just open up to you and share more freely uh, with you their story or or whatever they're they might be dealing with. So they become more more vulnerable. So. Mm. Um, yeah, that's really good. That's really, really good. I mean, be quick to, uh, quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to get mm -hmm. angry, mm -hmm. quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to get angry. And yeah. said that being that voice of truth, um, that voice of, of calm, because the, the, the industry doesn't matter. The age doesn't matter, but people are overwhelmed a lot of the mm -hmm. time and yeah. being that, that, that calm. Yeah, and some people have, some leaders have a gift of being calm, but their house is burning down or, you know, something in their personal life. And I've also seen seen that, you know, that's almost a business savviness uh, type thing. So I think just really being real, being real with others, talking about things that matter. Um that is what I've always done, getting getting to the heart issue, um, leading by example with, with others, and then really developing your other awareness muscles. When you're close with people, uh, you, you develop a sense of how are they, how are they doing? And, uh, and so being aware of others in your, in your sphere of influence is really, is really critical. I've heard that defined as having second person sensitivity. And I loved that definition. And I loved that word picture of being sensitive to that second person, to having second person sensitivity, meaning you can be aware of the people around you and, and start to understand what's what they're feeling, what's going on in their life. Uh, do you think that skill can be developed? Yeah, I, I do. That skill is for sure a gift. Um, but I, I think the Holy Spirit puts that in, in people. I really do for you to, to hear out and listen to others. Not everyone's gifted with talking things through and, uh, hearing people out. Um, but cause we all have our own, our own gifts, mm. but I, I think those muscles can be, can be built up. So, mm. That's really good. Uh, Paul, I want to ask you, when you think back on, on your business career and your life, and specifically your spiritual life, um, what role has discipleship or a peer group played in your life? Yeah, uh, great, great question. So I've had... Um, the discipleship side. So I've had a, I've always had one or two other mentors that have, uh, that I have gone to for business, uh, discipleship, mentorship. Um, and I think that, especially for a young business guy, uh, getting in touch with someone that you trust and know is so critical for your for your business career. Um, I don't know where I would have been without some of those early conversations. And for for me, the Lord, He just placed these people in my life 
there were people I could trust, uh, but I had to I had to initiate and reach out to them. I had I had to take the first step, and uh, yeah, some of those moments have been uh, some of the greatest moments uh, in my in my past business side. So um, I think that's really important. Uh, the other thing would be. So I've been in with CBMC. I joined a trusted advisors forum group when I was in my early 30s, probably 33 or, or somewhere in there. And and then I ended up, I started leading it after just being in it for about six months. Um, and we have had 10 to 15 other business leaders in that group. And that has been just an amazing platform uh, for to talk about the, the business world, but also the spiritual, also your personal, where we these guys really become brothers. And uh, you can you can talk about anything uh, because you've built up trust amongst each other. And so yeah, that's that's that would be the other the other major impact uh, for me, I guess, from this, from the business spiritual side, that's helped me out a lot. You brought up a great point that I want your thoughts on. As I've reflected in the last, I don't know, five, seven years of my journey. And then as I've connected with men across the country, I think about this idea and this theme of you're either a consumer or you're a contributor. And so let me explain that a little bit. You're either in a group or a relationship in which you are consuming. So for example, if you are the mentee or you are in a peer group and you're you're consuming most of the time, at some point, people will become a contributor or a leader. So when you become a mentor or when you become the leader of a group, you become the contribute, you could become the contributor. And I have found that a lot of guys have thought most of their transformation and growth was going to go come from being a consumer. But then when they became a contributor, a leader of something, that's where actually a significant amount of growth happens. And so in your experience, was that the case? Oh, definitely for me. Um, the, the greatest, so leading that group of guys, uh, First off, it feels it feels to me every time we met, um, you're you're just blessed by seeing the Lord work amongst these men, and that is that's what is the most exciting part of it uh, for me is the, is the blessing of of doing it. Uh, major encouragement, encouraging others, uh, having that opportunity, but just being encouraged by how the Lord. Uh, works amongst the, the group of guys. I think it's Matthew 18, 20 uh, that says where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. And uh, at least in my seven, eight years of leading these groups, that is so true. And even if there's, everyone's busy that day or they have fires they're putting out somewhere and you have three people meet, four people meet, uh, yeah, the Lord is there, and it's amazing what uh, what can be talked about and shared, and what happens. So, yeah, mm. Hallelujah! When you get into that vulnerable, authentic community, it can create intimacy with one another, which 
is the antidote to isolation. And so thank you for your leadership of that group there. I know that was in North Dakota and just all you've done. Um, Paul, I want to ask you, I want you to think back now, uh, you're 40 years old and I want you to think back to maybe 10, 12, 14 years ago. And you're sitting across the table from a younger Paul. He's got uh, probably more hair, um, probably a little bit less gray in his beard. <laughs> and what's something that you say to your younger self? Oh, that's a, that is a great question. You know, um, yeah, I, I think uh, number one is to just uh, to really be strong and and courageous. Just uh, encouragement. Young guys need encouragement so bad. And uh, I needed encouragement. Uh, we look at our business life at, in our 20s and, and early 30s as what am I what am I going to do? It's easy to fret. Uh, big problems come at us and it just consumes us. It overwhelms us. And so uh, I think I think I would say, you know what, Paul, you're going to have major problems come at you. There's going to be huge obstacles that you're going to have to face. And they're going to feel like they're too heavy for you to carry uh, or too heavy for you to deal with. And I would, I would be telling myself, you're not alone in this. And that uh, you don't have to carry it alone. The Lord, number one, the Lord wants to carry it for you daily. So um, keep surrendering it to him. But you have, there are men out there that want to help you shoulder shoulder this. They want to help you walk through those big challenges. And they're here to listen. And and uh, so I would be encouraging myself that you're not in it alone and that you're going to have, expect, or, or really to be expectant of these large problems, these large issues. And they could be business-related. They could be personal-related, family uh, that's that's the life. I mean, we live in a sinful world, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna see this. These things are gonna come at you. Even though we we ourselves, for some reason, we we're wired to think, uh, you know, maybe we're not gonna see those, and it's just gonna be the easy road all the time. Uh, or if I if I just get this done, things are really gonna be easy from here on out for the next five years or ten years. Well, sorry. That is not, that's just, I haven't seen that yet. And most of my friends that I, that I know on the business side, haven't seen that either. There is always, there's always going to be conflict. There's always going to be huge obstacles. And I would be saying to Paul, to my younger self, Hey, you need to realize that and know that uh, now and prepare yourself for when they come. Don't be surprised. Don't be alarmed. And learn how to, to manage and work your way through them with the Lord. Such a good word, Paul. That is such a good word there and a good thought. And it's a great transition into the verse of the day today, which lines up pretty well with that, which is Joshua chapter one, verse nine, which says, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord. Your God will be with you wherever you go. 
What does this verse mean to you, Paul? <laughs> well, this is a verse I've had. I had it on my mirror in the morning for a long, for years, uh, in my 20s and early 30s. Just uh, uh, really to remind me to, yeah, to be strong, to take heart, to be to be courageous in my leadership, to be bold in my faith. Um, you know, don't be afraid to pray with employees or the other business guy that stopped by to sell you some type of technology or, or something like that, who's all of a sudden shared with you what he's struggling with. Um, and then, you know, to really take on those challenges with, with courage and, uh, and with strength uh, that the Lord will give you daily uh, to persevere through them. Also, uh, for me, uh, just in my faith walk, it is so easy to uh, just go through life, to eke through the, the business life, do your, do your things in business, and uh, not look at opportunities or situations to really implant yourself and um, be courageous with your faith. And uh, even in our our men's group, leading our, our uh, CBMC group as a young guy with guys that were 60 years old who've been CEOs and presidents for 20, 30 years, that was really over. That that itself was overwhelming. Why Why Lord would you put me in this in this spot? And I learned through that. Uh, for me, it's better. It's better for me to really speak what the Lord puts on my heart or uh, what scripture revealed to me that day to really be strong and courageous in what I, in what I do. And I would rather always err on the side of oversharing, oversharing than not sharing enough. Mm. And so um, that's been a important thing for, for me to realize. I'd rather, rather err on the oversharing side than, than the not sharing enough side. So be strong and courageous. And Paul, that's been such a good word this morning. I know it's been an encouragement to me to be courageous in our leadership and to be bold in our faith. And Paul, I appreciate you sharing, sharing your heart, sharing your journey, sharing your experiences, and then also the wisdom that you've learned along the way. So all the best to, to you and Nicole. And thanks for all you're doing from a leadership perspective. Thanks for all you've done in the North Dakota area. And now all you're going to be doing there in the Minnesota area as well. So have an awesome weekend, my friend. Okay. Thanks so much, John. Glad I got to be on here with you. So. All right. Thanks, Paul. God bless. Mm -hmm. You too. Oh, man. Whew. What an episode. I mean, what so much truth that was shared there um, and so much honesty from Paul. Um, I'm thinking back to um, becoming a CEO at 29, um, having a, a 40 employees, 42 states, four countries, and Talk about being put in a position of influence, maybe before he was ready. And that was one point that I wanted to talk to, to, to summarize and to encourage you guys in. As Paul talked about, he became the leader of his Trusted Advisor Forum team at 33, um, facilitating a group made up of other CEOs and owners that were more experienced than him. But here's a word of encouragement to you. Get into positions of influence before you feel like you're ready. If somebody gives you a position of influence and an opportunity to move into that leadership role, say yes. 
because they see something in you. They believe in you more than you believe in yourself. Step into those positions of influence before you're ready because that's where growth can take place is when you're leading others, teaching others. And I thought that was a theme that Paul really wove nicely into our conversation today. Um, he talked about uh, developing his spiritual muscles. Uh, he talked about um, the key mentors that he had in, in his life uh, that would walk with him, would be shoulder to shoulder with him. And um, listeners know how important that is. I constantly am encouraging guys, get somebody mentoring you, someone who's been where you're going, someone who's built what you want to build, someone who's encountered the obstacles and the challenges that you will face, as Paul mentioned. Embrace the obstacles and the challenge because the sooner you do that, the sooner you'll be able to flourish in the adversity and in the challenge. When you expect adversity and the fact that life will bring problems and difficulties, you will be able to flourish amongst those challenges. Uh, Paul also talked about this idea of being a voice of truth and being a voice of calm, being able to ramp up your listening skills around others, being able to have a second person sensitivity, be aware of the people around you and what's going on and be willing to listen. When someone wants to share their story about what's going on in their life. Um, Paul also talked about this concept that he would tell his younger self to be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Also, you're not alone. You are not alone. That's a word for all of us today is you're not alone. You're not alone in your struggles. You're not alone in your difficulties. You're not alone in your challenges. You have a God that wants to to, to bear a lot of those burdens. And you also have other people in your life that will bear those burdens with you. So do not believe the lie that you are alone in your challenges. So, so grateful that Paul came on the show today. And if you are interested in getting connected to a mentor, as Paul mentioned, or to a group of guys that you can meet with on a monthly basis, as Paul mentioned, please visit ycbguy.com. Y as in young, C as in Christian, B as in business guy, G-U-Y.com. Fill out your information, select one of those four boxes. One, if you want to get a mentor. Two, if you want to join our national weekly call for young Christian business guys. Three, if you want to join a peer group of other guys in different seasons of life. Or four, check that box if you want to find out more about what it means to be a Christian. If you're wanting to wrestle through these conversations, uh, Put your information in there. We have guys that want to guide you and talk with you who've been in your position before. Um, we believe that faith is not the absence of doubt, but the processing of doubt. So today, March 25th, 2021, uh, thanks for tuning in to the Young Christian Business Guy video podcast powered by CBMC. I am John Harrison, your host. And until next time, stay on purpose. Take care. I'm not going to